The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, O Lord. As Jesus continued his journey to Jerusalem, he traveled through Samaria and Galilee. As he was entering a village, ten lepers met him. They stood at a distance from him and raised their voices, saying, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. And when he saw them, he said, Go show yourselves to the priests. As they were going, they were cleansed. And one of them, realizing he had been healed, returned, glorifying God in a loud voice. And he fell at the feet of Jesus and thanked him. He was a Samaritan. Jesus said in reply, Ten were cleansed, were they not? Where are the other nine? Has none but this foreigner returned to give thanks to God? Then he said to him, Stand up and go. Your faith has saved you. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. I don't know if any any of you remember March in 2003 when the United States and Great Britain invaded Iraq because it was believed that Saddam Hussein had weapons of mass destruction that he was prepared to unleash on the world. France criticized us for that and they voted against that at the United National Security Council. And just so any of you know, this is not going to be a political homily, so nobody has to get up and walk out now. But what I want to point out is how America reacted, or Americans, to France's response. We said things like, how could they have done that to us? Don't they remember what U.S. did for them during the Second World War, liberating them from the Nazis? If it weren't for us, they'd all be voting in German now. How soon they forget. Whatever happened to gratitude? Those were things we heard. Of course, Americans were seeing this whole event from their limited perspective, as were the people of France neither took into consideration that there might be other perspectives that informed the various decisions that were made. Because we know that no one ever sees the total picture of reality except God. We all come at it from our own limited viewpoint. And that's not a criticism, it's just, just reality. So take all of that now and apply it to the story of the ten lepers. Ten diseased, socially excluded people, while keeping their distance, 
still had the audacity to cry out to Jesus for pity. And when Jesus saw them, something deep within him erupted. We call that compassion. All he said was, go show yourselves to the priests. And on their way, they were cleansed. And we're told that one of them realized that he had been healed, returned to Jesus with a loud voice, and gave thanks. That one, we're told, was a Samaritan. And if you know the Samaritans, they were a religious sect who had great disdain for Judaism, who had mutual disdain for them. Now, Jesus' questions, simply, where are the other nine? Weren't they all healed? Has only the Samaritan returned to give thanks? We tend to impose our emotion on those questions. We impose our perspective on Jesus' statement, thinking that he was somehow angry or offended that those other nine lepers didn't come back to say thank you. But there's nothing in the text that suggests that at all. Jesus merely wonders where they are. But we assume that he's thinking how soon they forget. So much for gratitude. Now, if we look back and put ourselves in that culture, after this miraculous healing, there could have been some very good reasons why nine of them didn't return to Jesus. Perhaps one was so overjoyed that he simply forgot. He was just caught up in this marvelous event of having been liberated from that wretched affliction. Maybe others had been so homesick because with leprosy they weren't allowed to be with their families that once they were healed, they couldn't wait to get back to them. And that's all they wanted to do was be held in the embrace of their loved ones. Or it would not have been uncommon for people like this with some kind of an illness or affliction to have made an oath a promise to God that if they were healed, they would immediately devote themselves to some kind of a charitable service, some missionary activity, if you will. Maybe that's why they didn't come back to Jesus. Or maybe they didn't come back to Jesus because he never asked them to. They did exactly what Jesus told them. Go, show yourselves to the priests. Now, those are just four possibilities. There could have been other reasons. But perhaps then the point of the story is not to focus on ingratitude. Maybe the point of the story is to focus on not being judgmental, on not being so quick to assume the worst motives behind people's actions or inactivity because we never see the whole picture, only a sliver. 
there might be another point to the story as well. Jesus did remark that the one who returned was a Samaritan, an outsider, one of the despised, and that probably stung the Jewish audience to whom Jesus was speaking. They would have focused on this Samaritan. But maybe then Jesus was trying to root out another kind of leprosy. A leprosy not of the flesh, but of the spirit. A leprosy that goes by a variety of names like racism or sexism or self-righteousness or elitism or hubris. Maybe that's what Jesus is trying to say we need to be healed of. Because the person who came back, the Samaritan, was an outsider for two reasons. Because he was a leper, because he was a Samaritan. Those things made him the other. But when he comes back to Jesus, the other, the outsider, is now brought inside. He's kneeling at the feet of Jesus in the circle of these other disciples. He's been brought in with them. Maybe Jesus is saying, don't be afraid of outsiders. Don't be afraid of what we look at as other or different or not like us, because maybe, like the Samaritan, those are precisely the people who have something to teach us. Ordinary values like charity or gratitude or inclusion, all three of which we rehearse when we celebrate the Eucharist.